Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9. And most of us could probably quote this scripture. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to be in San Antonio with my brother and his family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were literally in South Africa this time last week. Hallelujah. And uh, God is doing some great works in the country of South Africa. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then turning over to Matthew chapter 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 1 and beginning with the 21st verse. Hallelujah. It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which be interpreted, God with us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we pray? Hallelujah, Jesus, we worship you, God. Hallelujah, we praise you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We honor you, God. We're so thankful, God, that you allow us into your awesome holy presence. Hallelujah. Have your way in the rest of the service, oh God. Anoint everything that is said, oh God. Anoint your speaker, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. There are so many people that try to make the story of Jesus. They try to make the story of the Word of God so complicated and, and so difficult to understand. There was a time even several hundred years ago that uh, that uh, the common people were not even allowed to own a Bible. That if you were found with a Bible, you would be arrested and you could actually be executed because they thought the story of the Word of God was, was too complicated for man to understand, that only a select few could understand it. But the Word of God, the message of Jesus Christ, is just a simple story. It's just a simple story. The prophets of old prophesied about the one that would come, that would take away the sins of all mankind. Because ever since the Garden of Eden, ever since the Garden of Eden, 
Man, uh, man's sins were, were, were not washed away, but they were pushed from year to year. Hallelujah. When the high priest would go into the holiest of holies, and what he would do, he would put the blood on the mercy seat, and it would push the sins from that year to the next. And ever since the Garden of Eden, when man broke the relationship between him and God, God has desired to have that relationship with mankind once again. God is desiring to have that relationship with mankind once again. We pastor in a city right now, in the city of Thunderbell. There's a, probably about 200,000 people in there. And you walk down the streets of that city and you see people that are so hungry for something. They're looking for something that is real, something that is satisfied. They call South Africa a Christian nation, but there's so many people that are still looking for the one that will take away their sins. They're still looking for the one that will change their life. They're still looking for the one that will give them joy, that will give them peace, that will give them a hope. Because everything they find, everywhere they look, it's not found anywhere. They can't find it in their government. They can't find it in the bottle. They can't find it in anything that this man has. But it's only found in Jesus Christ. It's only found in Jesus Christ. And the prophets of old would tell of the one that would come and rescue people from their sins. Come and take away their sins. Come and wash their sins away. When Jesus came, when Jesus came, it changed the course of human history forever. The book of Revelations tells us that it took the, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God to take away the sins of all mankind. It took one that was willing to say, I will go. I will go. Here it is, the, the creator had looked at all that he had created, and his creation had walked away from him. And he decided, if it has to be me to bring them back, he says, I'm willing to go to the cross to do it. I'm willing to go and do whatever needs to be done. We know that how God became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ and how he came and lived amongst all men. God knew exactly what had to be done. God knew from the beginning that they would pound nails into his hands and feet. God knew that they would pierce his side. God knew that they would spit upon him. God knew that they would slap him across the face. 
God knew that they would beat him with the cat nine tails. God knew all this. But he says, I will go. I will still go. I will still go. He did it. He did it. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, Jesus never had one guarantee. Never had one guarantee that anyone would ever follow him. But he says, I will do it. I will still go to the cross. He says, I will still shed my blood for all mankind so the man might be free. If this is what it takes, if this is what it takes to bring man back into relationship, he says, I will do it. I will do it. And we know the story we celebrated Christmas this last week about the little child, the little babe that was born in a little stable, a little, a little born, if you will, on the edge of Bethlehem because there was no room for them at the inn. But here he was, born amongst the donkeys and the other animals that was there. How appropriate for the one who was the king of kings to pay the ultimate sacrifice with his life. And we read in the Gospels about the miracles that Jesus did. We read of how he turned the water into wine. We read how he made the lame to walk, how he made the blind to see, how he made the deaf to hear, how he did all that, how he was on his way down the road, and there was a man by the name of Bartimaeus that cried out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped what he was doing. Jesus stopped what he was doing, even when the masses told Bartimaeus, oh, just, just be quiet. The master, he still reached out. And the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he went and he spoke the word. Hallelujah. And Bartimaeus was healed and his eyes were opened. The Bible tells us about the story, about the story of the little boy who, who he maybe his mother made him a little sack lunch, and he went to see and, and listen to all that Jesus was doing, and here uh, and Jesus went and and he says, disciples, we've got to feed these people, and this young man he gave his lunch, hallelujah to Jesus. And Jesus took that little lunch and he fed 5,000 men plus women and children. And the greatest thing, I love the thing about the story is he went with one basket full uh, to, to, to Jesus. But when he went home, the Bible says he gave, came back 
with 12 basketfuls. That means you can never outgive God. Every time you give to God, He's going to give back to you. Press down, shaken together. That's what our God does. That's what our God does. Hallelujah. Just a simple story. Just a simple story. One of my favorite stories in the Word of God is about a man by the name of Jarius. And here, here is Jarius, and, and, and Jarius is part of a group of people that's actually trying to stop what Jesus is doing. And Jarius had tried everything that he wanted to or could do for his little girl who was sick. He came to the end of his rope and he says, you know what, I will go and, and just maybe Jesus will come. Just maybe Jesus will come. And he went to, to, to Jesus and he asked Jesus, says, will you come and pray for my little girl? And Jesus didn't stop. He didn't hesitate. He says, I will go. See, that's what's so great about our Savior. He doesn't care about the background of any person. He doesn't care where they came from. Hallelujah. We've got some people in, in, in the city where we're at. That basically, it's, it, it's, it's not the best thing where they're living, but God still cares for them. God still loves them. We've still seen God change their lives. We've still seen God take what, what man had tried to destroy. And, and what God has done is turned it around and turned it into a beautiful picture, into a great painting. See, that's what my God does. That's what my God does. We know the story of how that the Jesus uh, was on his way to Jairus' home. Hallelujah. And the woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched the, the hem of the garment of Jesus. And the Bible says the moment that she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, she was instantly healed. Just a simple story. Just a simple story. How they told Jairus not to bother the, the, the master anymore, but, but Jesus just turned. Jairus said, just believe. See, all you've got to do is just believe in the one who does the impossible. You see, with our human finite mind, sometimes it'll only go so far. Sometimes it'll only think so far. Sometimes man says, no, you can only go so far. But you know what? We serve the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the Bible says. We serve the one who is, is the, 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 the bright and morning star, the one that we can turn to in the time of need. And he says, call on me in the time of need, and I will be there for you. I will be there for you. Jesus goes, Jesus goes to Jairus' home. And he says, damsel, arise. And the Bible says she gets up and she walks across the room. That's the story of Jesus. And the Jewish leaders of the day had had enough. They had had enough. We said, We've, we're done with this guy. And they took him. 
And they took him. And they worked together with the Romans. And they took and condemned Jesus to die. They thought that would stop him. They thought that would be the end. And they took him and they beat him. Isaiah 53 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. See, that's present tense. It just wasn't back for just then. It just wasn't just for a select few. It wasn't just for a select time. But it's still existing today. Still existing today. He still heals. You know, there's some churches that that have stopped praying for healing people. They don't believe in healing anymore. But, you know, we serve the one who still does heal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just two weeks ago. Hallelujah. Just two weeks ago, we were at our the 75th anniversary, hallelujah, of, of the Church of South Africa, our national conference. Been 75 years since Brother and Sister Freeman had first opened the doors uh, to this apostolic message in South Africa. And there was a lady that came to be prayed for. She couldn't hear it all. But you know what? I'm still glad he still does healing. We're still healed through the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We laid hands on her. We begin to pray for her. Hallelujah. And within just moments, she began to shout, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. See, that's what Jesus does. It's just a simple story. Nothing that is too convoluted. Nothing that's complicated. But when you call on the name of Jesus, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And we know the story of the punishment, of how they put him on the tree and crucified him, and how that they thought that was the end. But in three days, he rose again. And he says, Go and wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And we know about the story of the day of Pentecost. One of the biggest feasts of the Jewish calendar, how the Holy Spirit came down, how 120 were filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, there in the upper room. How this was noised abroad, and the people came from all around to find out what is going on. And Peter got up and he preached a simple message. He just said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's just a simple message. It's just a simple message. It's what he had promised many years before. And as much as I love that scripture, 
I love that next scripture even more. He says, for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. You see, this was no longer for just a select few. This salvation was no longer just for the Jews, but it was for everyone. See, that's the story of Jesus. That's the story of Jesus. You know, there's some people that say, you know, it's just for a select few. No, the Bible says it's for everyone. It's for everyone. This is the story of our Savior. This is the story who came. He came to deliver man. He came to wash man's sins away. It's a simple story, but it so greatly outweighs every other story that man has ever written. So greatly outweighs what man could ever do. Because there's only salvation in the name of Jesus. There's no other way but through the name of Jesus. There's no way other than through the name of Jesus. That's why we pray in the name of Jesus. That's why we preach and teach in the name of Jesus. That's why we baptize in the name of Jesus. Because it's the only name. It's just a simple story. But God did not intend for this to be difficult. God did not intend for this to be complicated. And it's just as real today as it was 2,000 years ago. Hebrews chapter 13 and 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still saving souls. He's still changing lives. We were in the city of Durban just a, just a couple months ago, and over 300 were filled with the Holy Ghost during a crusade in the city of Durban. Over 500 miracles that God had did. It's just a simple story. It's just a simple message. And that's why he says, come unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest. I will give you exactly what you're looking for. Everything that you're looking for out there, you'll find it in here. That desire of your heart, it's not found out there, but it's found in here. And all you've got to do you say, God, I surrender to you. And Jesus will make the difference. Jesus will make the difference. There are so many people that try to do it on their own. But he says, come unto me. And he says, I will do the work. Come unto me and let me do what I can do. And your life will never be the same again. Your life will never be the same again.
That's the story of Jesus. That's the story of our Savior. That's the one, the story about him. It's just a simple story. It's just a simple story. He's still changing lives today. He's still changing lives today. Hallelujah. We've seen God do some amazing things the last four years in South Africa. The church where we were at was going through some difficult times. But, you know, we prayed. We trusted God. And God is doing the work. God is opening doors that man never thought possible. God is doing things. and People are coming. People and lives are being changed. Again, God, God is doing a great work in the country of South Africa. And this year alone, I think there's uh, like two or three churches that have opened like in the last six months in the country of South Africa. You know, God, I believe in this last days that we're living in, God is going to send the greatest revival that's ever been sent. The greatest revival this world has ever known. And all he asks for us to do is to step out. Just to step out of our comfort zone and let him work through us. And God will do what man never thought possible. Hallelujah. Can we stand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through today, you can find it in Jesus. You need a healing, whether physical or spiritual. You know, his healing is not limited to the physical. And there's so many people that go through difficult things in their lives. They go through difficult struggles in their lives. And they go through so much pain in their lives. But Jesus is the one that heals. Jesus is the one that still takes care. Jesus is still the one, hallelujah, that we can turn to in the time of need. And all he says is come to me and let me do the work. And he says, I will take your life. And you may think your life is messed up. You may think you've gone too far. You may think your life is destroyed. But he says, come to me, and I will take care of it all. I will take care of it all. And he says, when I am finished with you, it will be a beautiful painting. It'll be a beautiful picture. It'll be a beautiful sculpture of what the hand of God can do. If we just give our lives unto him, just a simple story, nothing complicated. That's what my Jesus is all about. Hallelujah.